As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Football and Grits. It is Monday, September 20th, which means it's time to talk some SEC football. I am your host, David Ubbin, joined as always by my co-host, Andy Staples. Uh, Andy, quite a weekend in the SEC, including... Uh, are we going to call this a total reset of the entire sport, of the entire conference? Is that too much? Uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, taken slightly down a peg, I suppose. Alabama has defined so much about this sport... And they looked um, not unbeatable. I think it's, uh, you know, it was a true uh, Drago is cut moment, I would say. Yes, it was very much a he's bleeding. They got out of the round, but but the rest of the uh, the world realizes they're they're human. But they did still win. And, and if we recall, road, in, 2000, <laughs> in 2015, they lost at home to Ole Miss and still came back and won the national title. So uh, let's, let's hold our Saban dynasties over hot takes for another day, but understand that yes, it does feel like things are pretty wide open, not just in the sec, but, but in the entire sport, but especially in the sec where you saw Georgia's offense look really good. Again, you saw Florida with a firmly established identity winning at the line of scrimmage against Alabama at, at, you know, for, for two and a half quarters, which, you know, that just had, wasn't even possible for the last 10 years. So that's that's a big moment, I think, when you look at, at where everybody's at because you've got Ole Miss that seems ascendant. You've got Texas A&M that, yeah, they want a clunker against Colorado, but they're still one of the more talented teams in the sport. It feels like things are pretty open. Yeah, I think that's... That's sort of the issue is it's not so much that, uh, you know, there's alarm bells on the Saban dynasty. It's just that, hey, they're rebooting almost their entire offense and you can't just just uh, walk over everybody. I mean, if you go back to uh, the Auburn loss uh, in 2019, um, uh, freshman Bo Nix, since then, Florida's the only team that's come within 15 points of Alabama. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, that that's, it was looking early on like, are we going to, is it going to be another year of that, of Auburn, yeah. I mean, of Alabama just walking over people for two, you know, by two touchdowns every single week uh, and just mowing people over. I think it's clear at this point that it's not going to be that. And a combination of Alabama can't just wake up and put 50 on the board. That's pretty obvious. Uh, and then also, there's some really good teams in the SEC. It's a it's a strong upper class, I think, of the mm-hmm. SEC that we've seen, and you hit on some of that. Um, but what Florida was able to do was really kind of amazing. And I, I think not only what they did, but getting off the mat. You go down 21-3 early on. I mean, that's when Alabama sort of mashes the gas pedal on people. And so not only to... Uh, be competitive with with Alabama to crawl out of that hole, you know, and almost get out alive is 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 amazing and not something that we have seen a lot of the time. And I, and I think too, you know, when we look at this sort of mortal Alabama, I think you look at one, 
This Alabama team is averaging four yards a carry. That's not great. <laughs> That's, I think, 40th nationally. It's not bad, but it's not it's not what we've seen from Alabama. It's not what we're used to from them. Yeah. yeah. And those that separation that, that the you know freakish receivers were getting that Mac Jones lived with last year, that's not happening. John Mechie is dealing with number one corners, and they've got some pieces, obviously, Jamison Williams. They've got really good receivers, but they don't have Devontae Smith. They don't have Jalen Waddell. I don't know that they have that freakish guy, and we saw that. It, it was a little bit of a tough going for Bryce Young, who's been really, really good. Uh, I think he can be the best player in the country he could be by season's end uh, season's end. But this receiving group is just not what we've seen from Alabama the last few years with the, you know, the sort of never ending line of guys. Uh, And so I think those are, when you look at at why did Alabama not blow Florida's doors off? I think you can point to those two things and that this running game is not just rolling over people and the receivers are just really good. (laughs) Right. And they're also, not not as deep up front defensively at the moment. I think Nick Saban mm-hmm. said after the game they need to f- get more guys ready, feel like they can play more guys there. And and that's the thing when you've recruited a bunch of five stars, it may be by the end of the season or even by the middle of the season that they have a, a much deeper rotation on the defensive front, and teams might not be able to do what Florida did to them on the ground. Now, I will point out Florida was probably was without the guy who probably is their best player. Now Anthony Richardson probably will not be the starting quarterback when he comes back. Uh, if I had to guess, he's going to play the the Tim Tebow role to to Emory Jones playing the Chris Leak role if we're going to go back to 2006. We'll see. But, it's a long season. Well, exactly. <laughs> but I mean at first. Yeah. At first that's how it come that, that's how it'll come back. And let's be honest. If Anthony Richardson is the quarterback on that two-point conversion and you empty the backfield, are you not completely terrified? If you're the defense should be. Yeah, I I think it's uh, I think the question that I have is, you know, the the comparisons to the Golden State Warriors, the comparison to Tiger Woods with Alabama, I think are fair. And what Tiger used to do to people, we saw it in his in his prime is we'd see really good players just melt when they got paired with him on Sunday. And I think you've seen that you've seen teams. I think A&M is a good example last year, but we've seen it. Teams just do not play well against Alabama. Uh, they do not play up to what they can be. Florida right. seems to. Now, my yeah, question is... It didn't is, seem to bother them last year, and it didn't seem to bother them exactly. this year. Exactly. And Dan Mullen said after the game, our guys expected to win the game and played that way. They felt like they did that in the SEC Championship, and they did it again this year. I couldn't tell you why they believe that other than just a strong self-confidence, I suppose. Um, but it's interesting. And, and I don't, uh, my question is, is that unique to Florida? Are we going to see Georgia? Are we going to see if they get to the SEC championship? We're going to see Texas A&M. Can they show up against Alabama and believe the same thing? Because I'm not sure that we've Georgia, seen a lot of teams. Georgia like has made some through, oh, through the years. Georgia has, has made mistakes against Alabama, but they've never wilted. Yeah, against Alabama, and I mean, back, not under Kirby Smart. There, there was a you know the Rick team they got clobbered by them in, in his last year did, but since Kirby took over, they've not beaten Alabama, but they've always been in it against Alabama. So, and dare I say they were the I, better team in the national championship game? <laughs> I think that was that's entirely clear well. To me. Yeah, they wouldn't have been the better team had two have been playing the whole game, and so probably true. Yeah, so uh, it, and they they were the better team in 2018. And they blew it. That that one they blew. They just blew it. But I don't think they're going to be scared. I don't think LSU would be scared. I'm just not sure LSU is going to be good enough. You know, A&M is the one you got to kind of figure out because they probably have the talent to hang, depending on how the quarterback situation works out. Yeah, if Haynes but, King is coming back and making a debut, I, I wouldn't feel great about them if that's his first game back. Yeah. But we'll see. But they, they have to prove that they're not going to melt down in, in front of Alabama. But... Ole Miss never seems scared of Alabama. Yeah. And they've got to play them. So uh, there's there's a lot of landmines along. Now, here's the thing. And we are we are really, and I'm, I can hear the Alabama fans screaming right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna help you guys out. They won the game. We're They're still the best like, team in the country. What I don't think anybody's yeah, doubting this. <laughs> we are acting like someone has unlocked some magic secret and now everybody can beat Alabama. They didn't lose. <laughs> so until someone actually yes. does it, let's not go overboard on this. Exactly. 
but it's like we were talking about before. I think that it's good for college football that the rest of the season doesn't look like an Alabama victory lap. Um, you know, yes. Um, and and the Big Ten doesn't look like Ohio State's gonna yeah. clobber everybody. And the the Big Twelve, it looks like Oklahoma can be beaten. Yeah, this could be fun. Yeah, I think so. And I think this the playoff field. You know. I, it doesn't look like, well, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and then somebody, either Oklahoma or – it doesn't look like that. and that, That's good for the sport. It's good for the season. And if you start to try and forecast this year, you know, I, it, it's not as easy, I think, as it has been um, previously. Now, beyond the Alabama warts, it's worth hitting on what Florida did because they've done things that we have not seen. Um, six yards of carry – Ohio State did that in the uh, playoff semifinal. The Georgia Southern and their and their option attack when they seven point seven four that is wild. <laughs> that had that had Nick Saban still talking about it years later. And Florida of all teams did that in two thousand nine. In the last twelve years, that's the list: Florida on Saturday, Ohio State, Georgia Southern, and Florida in two thousand. That's the list of teams that have averaged six yards a carry. And that was not a gimmicky six yards of carry. I think they had one run of 30 yards and a couple 20-yarders. It was – if you watch the second half, Florida controlled the line of scrimmage. They had three yeah. drives, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Teams don't do that to Alabama when they're – Yeah, and, and Florida's right tackle went down during the game and they had to replace mm-hmm. him a couple times. I mean, it, this was this was very surprising. And, you know, Florida didn't run the ball very well at all the last two years, mostly because it didn't need to. They, they had such a good passing attack. They didn't need to run the ball. But also the thought was they didn't run it because they couldn't. Well, it turns out they can. You know, the, the, that line can open holes. And I, you know, Malik Davis is a great story because I, I think people forgot him. He was really good as a freshman, had a horrific knee injury that took really two years to come back from. And he has kind of found that groove that he had when he was a freshman. And most people don't come back from knee injuries that severe. They're just not the same. And to see him playing like that is, is really cool, but it's really everybody that the line's doing it. Now the, the fear of what Emory Jones can do with his legs does help the back for sure. And it makes it easier for the line because it's essentially one extra person in the run game. But you know, it, it, that's the same thing if Richardson's in too. So you're going to get that either way. And that's just going to be their identity. And now what they're going to do is they're going to have some teams that'll come stack the box against them and, and dare them to run uh, or excuse me, dare them to throw. But I, I kind of think they'll be all right. I mean, you saw Emory Jones. There were some moments where he needed to make a throw and there were like, there, there were a couple to Trent Whittemore that, that converted yeah. a third and a fourth down. Like he can do it if he needs to do it. So you don't want him throwing it 50 times a game, but I think he's good enough when that running game yeah. is humming like that to, to win you a bunch of ball games and maybe even beat Alabama. They came pretty close. Uh, and oh, let's not forget the missed extra point be... early on. I mean, that this yeah. game, in reality, probably should have gone into overtime. And with the way that was going, I mean, would you have bet against Florida in overtime there? I'm not, I'm not sure I no. would have. No, no. I, I mean, at, if the game, the longer the game went, the more the better when chance Florida had. When you're ripping off six yards a clip. And I think that, you know, can – Texas A&M do that? Can Georgia do that? Can Ole Miss do that? I don't know. But this is sort of the hidden uh, aspect of being able to do that is Alabama had three drives in the second half, Andy. They had three drives because well, Florida and, and here's, went 10, here's 11, the thing. 12 if Al- plays. If Alabama sees Georgia, and really that's kind of up to Georgia and Florida whether Alabama's going to see Georgia or not. Also true. But if Alabama sees Georgia, it may be very hard for Alabama to score on Georgia. Yes. because. Florida's defense is not Georgia's defense. And, and you saw after, after three good drives, Alabama pretty much conked out for the rest of the game. And you can't do that. Against, especially yeah, that, against an, then, an offense with as many weapons as Florida yeah, still has. They, they, had a, they had a scoring drive in the second half that if, if Brenton Cox holds on to the interception that is in his hands, that, that drive ends. So, I mean – that's the thing they got to worry about. There's some defenses they're going to play against, which would be probably A&M. And if they see George in the SEC championship game that are not going to let them get away with very much. Yeah, I am. In, I, I want to see that matchup of Georgia's defensive line uh, against Alabama. I, I think it might be tough because obviously Florida to this point, certainly more accomplished than Georgia. Well, maybe not more accomplished, but uh, they're, they're I mean, 
that game, if they played on a neutral More accomplished field, than Georgia. Would. Georgia's beaten Clemson. Yeah, but Clemson also, let's be honest, if you've watched Clemson no. since that night. <laughs> no, Georgia All is right. more accomplished. All right. Florida All has right. a non-win against Alabama, and Georgia has an actual win against Clemson. Which they didn't score an offensive touchdown in. Did they win the game? Listen, I'm not going to argue with you about they won the game. Were they, but I'm were just they saying, complete? Were they completely healthy? Clemson has me concerned. Clemson has me concerned. Yeah, Clemson I, won. Clemson won very good against Georgia Tech. No, they were not. No, they were not. And I think again, you know, Clemson is still Clemson, but you, it's worth asking the question of, you know, is this Clemson team? I mean, they're probably still. I mean, obviously, I think they're still probably the best team in the SEC, probably by a wide margin. Are they one of the eight best teams in the country? If you grading them on what you've seen in twenty twenty one, I don't think the answer to that question is yes. I got to tell. The defense you. is yes, but the offense is no. Yes, and that's that's the problem is, and you don't know where they fall, you know, because it depends on who they play and when they play them and how much they give up, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have confidence in Clemson to go undefeated through the ACC yeah. after seeing them a couple times already this year, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the thing. I I don't have confidence in anybody to go undefeated except maybe Georgia so far. And the thing is, after seeing Florida yesterday and knowing that Anthony Richardson could be coming back and adding an X factor to that offense, I'm not necessarily confident Georgia can go undefeated. So yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's a really fascinating year and it feels just more that there's more possibilities than there have been in a long time looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I don't think we're getting an undefeated SEC champion this year. It seems like that that yeah. looks clear to me uh, at this point. That I, obviously Alabama the best odds of doing that, but I I'm not sure we're going to see that. Well, I think Georgia has the best odds of doing that. Georgia has mm-hmm. an easier regular regular season schedule. Yeah, but you still have to play Florida, <laughs> and, I, and yeah. I, Florida's probably and you, favored by a you, field goal in that ball game well, right now. If you beat Florida, you're going to go to to Atlanta undefeated. Well, yeah, but then you got to beat Alabama which Georgia hasn't done yet. <laughs> so we'll see. Listen, I, I think it, it's going to – ultimately, the season got a lot more interesting on Saturday, and that is good for everything and everyone, I think, except probably Alabama. Um, but, like you said, Andy, what did they do? They won the game. <laughs> they did win. So, exactly. We, so we were talking South about Bama. it like they lost, but they actually <laughs> won. So let's not get too ahead of our cause, – because really – and I don't want to be a party pooper here. That could have just been their worst game. And they blow the doors off everybody else they play. They're going to blow the doors off a lot of teams. But I don't know that their offense is effective enough. Like I, I, said, don't, last, I don't think, yeah. They're not last what they year they were, were waking year. up and scoring 50. I mean, Miami, I yeah. think everybody expected them to roll over. But Miami is just not a good team. Uh, right. Miami's just not good. And that's we expected Miami to be a pretty quality ACC team. Yeah. Miami just got housed by by Michigan. Well, it was a close game into the fourth quarter. Michigan State just hit the gas at the end. They're going to see but, better offenses than Michigan State, and they they, they did not correct. pass that test. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm just really interested to see what the next couple months uh, look like. And one team that Alabama is going to have to play. Fair to say, Nick Saban's least favorite team to face, uh, Andy Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Ooh boy. <laughs> that listen, Ole Miss, if they wanted to, could have scored eighty, maybe ninety. They could have scored a hundred. 
they they took the, the foot off the gas a little bit there late when they opened it up uh, forty point lead on Tulane, who if you missed gave Oklahoma all they wanted. Now here's here's the deal with Ole Miss. Last year they had two problems. They ranked 115th nationally in yards per play allowed, and they ranked 109th nationally in giveaways. This year, two ta- or two giveaways in three games, 47th nationally in yards per play allowed. That's a huge jump. We'll see if they can continue that. But the two things that were a problem for them last year, a leaky defense and turnovers, seem to have kind of dried up. And if they're going to yeah, be doing that, they, Ole Miss, they're going to be as good as anybody in the West. I don't know if they can the do that, but if they do, that's going to be a problem. The giveaways were concentrated mainly on t- in two games. Yes. They Arkansas threw six interceptions against, the, uh, against Arkansas and five against LSU. So yes. that, it, that seems to be something they could probably address. The defense part of it, we'll see when they start playing better offenses. Remember, who did they play right out of the gate last year? Florida. And of course they got torched mm-hmm. because that Florida team torched everybody. Even if you had a really good defense, they were going to torch you. So that Ole Miss playing ten, you know, playing a full SEC schedule, the defense's flaws showed. We'll see. You know, I don't know how good Louisville is. Louisville and UCF, neither of them looked all that good the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, Tulane did give Oklahoma all it can handle, but we don't know what Tulane is. So I, I I am interested in seeing Ole Miss against better competition, and what does that mean? Because if they are slightly better defensively, look out. This yeah. this could get really interesting. They just, just nobody can really reliably stop them. And you watch that attack. You watch the speed that they have. Matt Corral extending plays, running the ball. I mean, they're a nightmare. Um, they're so explosive. They can score on a whip, and they just. They there's a reason why they drive Nick Saban crazy um, because they force you to do so many things and if you make mistakes they take advantage um, and we saw that we've seen that for a year and a half now uh, well a year and a few games I guess um, that they do this to teams but their offense is better probably than last year close to it maybe we'll see as time goes on no Elijah Moore is a factor but they haven't really missed a beat uh, without him so far. And you have an entire offense that's, you know, in the system another year. Matt Corral experienced the most accomplished passer in the conference coming into this year. Now, uh, as you've read on our site, the new betting favorite for the Heisman Trophy. That was interesting. Um, there's only, It's really a two-horse race if you look at the betting odds. Mr. Bryce Young and Matt Corral, uh, the only two guys in the mix. Uh, of course, it's also September. Yes, true, but notable. Um, but I, I don't know what to make of, uh, uh, you know, I'm not all in on Ole Miss yet, but I know they're going to beat some good teams this year. And, uh, if the, like I said, if those trends contain or continue and they're not turning the ball over, they're getting some stops to land with one of 11 on third downs. Uh, if they're doing that kind of stuff to people, you, you can't beat Ole Miss and go one of 11 on third downs. You can't, uh, if they're doing that, you're going to have some, some, some really big, uh, big nights. Well, let's let's pick at the Alabama fans' wounds a little bit more. <laughs> Ole Miss has an open date this week and plays Alabama the following week. Alabama has to play Southern Miss before. I, I know how Alabama fans feel about playing good opponents who are coming off open dates. They're not they're not fans of it. It seems to happen pretty frequently to them. It is happening again, and uh, that that's so. Ole Miss, as we speak. As if you're as you're listening to this podcast, Ole Miss is working on Alabama. I can't wait for that game. I can't it's, wait it's for that be, game. It, it, That's going to be such so, a great ball game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, it it's going to be something. I I'm excited just because of the potential fireworks. Because Ole Miss's defense probably not quite as good as Florida's defense, so Alabama should score plenty. But look, I, I just watched that Alabama defense look very gassed against Florida's defense. What happens if Ole Miss is is just going high tempo and and moving the ball. I mean, Alabama needs to use this weekend Southern Miss to find some more young guys that they're comfortable playing mm-hmm. because it, it feels like they need just need to be deeper right now. I may live to regret this. Alabama's not scoring 60 points on Ole Miss. They're not. They're not. 
you can slow them down. You can you can uh, do some things to them, but they needed every one of those points uh, against Ole Miss last year. It's not going to be. Uh, I, what is that? What is that stat called? Available yards gained or something like that. What is that stat called? Yeah, uh, it's it's basically how many. Yeah, how many yards you can gain based on where you got the ball. Where so you got the ball. I think it was eighty-five to eighty-eight yeah. percent last year. Alabama did right. against against right. Ole Miss. Yeah, <laughs> that's not yep. going to be happening. Uh, not to that. No, it, it, it's going to be a really fun game, and we're we're getting ahead of ourselves though because there's a lot lot more this coming week that that's going to be big. Now, the officials in the SEC need to clean it up. They went outside the conference, Goodness. or well, conference teams were playing non-conference games on the road, and the SEC officials that, that that came to those games did not cover themselves in glory. the The crew that worked the the Mississippi State Memphis game, uh, you had an official saying on the punt for we'll we'll review. There's a punt. Mississippi State punts. The Mississippi State player touches the ball, saying it's down. You're not that that is not. I I was actually talking to Steve Sperger about this after the the Florida Alabama game, and he said you coach the guy to pick up the ball and hand it to the ref. You have to pick up the ball and hand it to the ref. Yeah, Mike Lee said similar things after the game. Mm -hmm. One of the officials did make the move of stop the clock. The ball is down very clearly, and yes, and some Mississippi State players stopped, and the Memphis guy picks it up and runs. And also, the officials missed, according to the SEC statement after the game, that Memphis had two number fours on the field, which was also a penalty. And so, that play should never have happened. <laughs> right. So they, they blew that and actually cost one of the conference's teams a win. And then you get to the, the group that was at the Auburn-Penn uh, State game, and they can't count to four, yes. among other things. That was wild. I, I You know, Auburn, we'll talk about them in a second. I, I'm glad that game did not, or that that play did not cost uh, or, or impact the the outcome. Right, didn't cost Penn State the game. Didn't yeah, cost that Penn State, been bad. because that is, you know, it was early. Yes, you can't really say necessarily necessarily that it it fully affected the outcome one way or the other. It was pretty early on, but like when people complain about bad officiating, you know, uh, it's usually judgment calls, subjective calls. That's pi. That's holding. Whatever. Right. I. In my naivete, Andy, in this technology age of replay and and social media, I thought we'd never see another fifth down. Well, we did see. Are we opening old wounds with the, with the Mizzou grad here? <laughs> I I didn't think we'd see it, but we did. Uh, we did, and and something as uh, objective as what down it is that usually has a pretty simple answer, but uh, apparently not, and. It's frustrating because, you know, I feel bad for Mississippi State, for their players, for their coaching staff. You work all week for something like that, and there's just not there's just nothing you can do, and no. and it's you know you just have to sort of eat it. And it's not uh, what was the uh, the the Auburn Arkansas game last year? That was the oh yeah that, same, that was like same a, thing. I mean that's an error, but it's a judgment call. This is right. like you know. This is like I don't think this is not really a judgment call. Like it should have the the well, fact that the, right. the thing and that the, bugs the, me the it, most is like they make the error and then the replay booth conf- confirmed it. The replay booth right. said yes, that's that's right, which it obviously was not. Like it, it's you know props to Calvin. Well, and and then, playing, and then the missing the number four thing like that player. that's an obvious thing that you should notice. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they didn't, Andy and Mississippi State. Uh, is going to be thinking about that one for a while. You can't let uh, the officials beat you twice if you're Mississippi State, and that is the the challenge ahead. Well, can can we talk about Mississippi State's next opponent? Let's let's because LSU whipped up on Central Michigan. Uh, Jim McElwain makes his his return to uh, to Tiger Stadium for the first time since he brought Florida in there, and and a very surprising win in 2016 after the two had argued about whether they're going to play it in, in Gainesville and there was a hurricane coming and mm-hmm. ended up playing in Baton Rouge and Florida wins the game. And there was tons of bad blood. Impressive. They by LSU. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and look, Ed Orgeron said it after the game. It was the same thing I was screaming about during the UCLA game. He said before they played central Michigan, Hey, we're just going to get up to the line and run the play. And mm-hmm. we have better athletes. We have a quarterback who seems to work better when he's in rhythm and they look great. Offensively, they were very smooth. Now, they're about to go back into much tougher competition. Here is their next next set of games. 
They play Mississippi State. They play Auburn. They play Kentucky. They play Florida. They play Ole Miss. They play Alabama. At Ole Miss, at Alabama. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that could be a disastrous stretch for them if they play the way they played against UCLA, which, by the way, remember how UCLA pushed around LSU? Mm-hmm. They were getting pushed around by Fresno State last night. So th- there is no excuse for LSU. They have to ha- have this fixed, or this next stretch is going to be miserable for them. Life in the SEC West, uh, and a bad year to have Kentucky as your crossover opponent, quite frankly. Um, Andy, if you had to guess, looking at that stretch, what does their record have to be for people to not be ready to run Cocho out of town? You got Mississippi State, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama. So that's six games. I think you need to go three and three. I'm not sure that would do it. I got to tell you, I'm not sure that would do it. I guess it depends on how you lose and who you lose to. I mean, look, Florida and Alabama losing to them, there may be no shame in that this year. Mm -hmm. If it's three and three, you still got a chance. If if you're two and four or worse, there's a chance they're talking about Gene Chizikin you. Yes. But on that back half, you might be talking about a three-game losing streak. Florida at at Alabama. And and, and we act like it's so much easier... They would still have Arkansas and A and M after that. <laughs> yes, that is, neither yeah. of which would be easy compared to, to everything else. So, I, th- th- this is this is the thing. They're talented enough. They're actually talented enough to win all of these. Not Alabama, but, but the rest of them, yes. Oh, uh, if they can beat Florida, they can beat Alabama. Uh, Did Florida and Alabama not look fairly even yesterday? I I mean maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so, but but I don't. I mean, I don't think they will win all yeah. those games. I just yeah. I, they have they have good enough players to do it. But this will be a test of the coaching staff. This this will be the the measure of the coaching staff. How do you how do you resolve the issues that plagued you in your season opening loss? Did you fix them? We will know in the next three weeks if they fix them or not. Mm-hmm. All losable games, all games that they sh- they'll probably be favored in all three of those. Probably at Kentucky, we'll see. We'll see what you know. There's a lot of games to be played, but I mean, this goes back to what we were what we were talking about. You know, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, Andy? And that some really good team is going to finish last in the ACC West. And you know, if you ask somebody today, they'd probably say Mississippi State. But somebody will lose next week, and then it'll be, and then it'll be well, definitely they're going to be the ones that finish last. And, and well, this is, and, and somebody has to yeah, win there. Mississippi. And it's, it's going to be brutal. Mississippi State's defense is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, look, look at what turned the game yesterday for for Mississippi State. It wasn't something their defense gave up. So that's that that that's going to keep them competitive in almost every game they play. So they're going to win some of those and probably win one of those that they're not supposed to. Yeah. Um, you're probably right. On the other side of, uh, well, elsewhere in the SEC West, I suppose, Auburn faced their toughest test of the Harson era yet. Um, you know, it, I, I think a lot of people, I, I was a little bit iffy on Auburn. There's all the talk about fit. Um, there's all the talk about, well, you know, when you try to hire the guy to, to uh, uh, you know, you're not happy with eight, nine wins every year and, and beating Alabama every other year. You're not happy with that. You want to go bigger. It's a, it's a dangerous, uh, dangerous game to play. I think people were, and you're sort of rebooting a little bit, people were worried that this Auburn team would take a step back. I think this Auburn team didn't seem super dangerous to me from watching no. them, but they looked very competent. And I don't know that you're going to have that that 4-8, and eight, that 5-7 and seven in year one that some people thought right. they might have. I and, think and they I, looked I think, very, very capable. I think dangerous can come later. That's the beautiful. That's the beauty of it. You sit. You set the floor high, and then you work toward the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And and I think the way Brian Harson. I was thinking about this last night as I watched them. The way Brian Harson wants to play is the way Auburn has traditionally wanted to play offensively. They want to run it down your throat. Mm-hmm. You know, even with Shades Gus Tuberville. <laughs> yeah, right. But even with Gus, their best teams ran it down your throat. Yeah. So that's that's what 
historically they've wanted that's kind of the character of the program that that fits the mold and defensively they've been good so Derek Mason still has plenty to work with so you know I I just I was screaming run the damn ball Bobo on fourth and goal <laughs> with the with the goal line fade which yeah. I, even if you don't run the ball just don't call that give give your quarterback and your receivers some options there give him give him a chance but they were in that game. I thought they played pretty well. I think Penn State's pretty good. So mm-hmm. I'm not I, I'm not discouraged at all by anything I saw. I, I think that is a program that that could develop into a power in the SEC West sooner rather than later. All he's got to do is get some more weapons. Yeah, offensively. I think because they're, for- they're going to run the ball well. Yeah, I think for me, I, w- I wanted to know what what are you to start. Because I, I was not real high on Auburn coming into the year, but I, you know, they were the biggest wild card, and and we didn't see, you know, good teams blow out bad teams, and Auburn did that in their first two games, but that also doesn't tell you that much. So it's kind of like, well, what are we looking at? Who are you? And like I, like I said, I, I think we've seen that the floor for them is pretty high. I mean, the the idea of them, you know, flunking out and and landing at four and eight or five or set five and seven. If you told me that before the season. I would have said, well, you know, maybe it's possible. Uh, it's on the table. Wouldn't have been shocked. Now, I, I don't think that's on the table. You know, it's hard for me to see them uh, not having at least a solid season. So, I think we learned that about them. It wasn't the same level of uh, uh, Florida moral victory, but that's a tough test. That's a that's a proven Penn State team that's really good. Um, that seems to have rebounded from the zero and five debacle from a year ago. Oh yeah. Um, and Auburn went up there and played with them. I mean, they were they were equal. And for whatever it's worth on the final play call, Brian Harson said there were five different options on that last play. And based on the read, Bo Nix is supposed to do something. I, well, know, somebody I'm, read it wrong. I if I'm if I'm Bo Nix in that situation, even if I see the fade, unless that guy is uncovered, I don't know that I'm throwing that. You, uh, Seth yeah, Williams you throw, is not walking through that door. <laughs> yeah, right. And you don't throw it with a guy one on one against Jaquan Brisker. Yes, maybe unless it's Seth Williams. <laughs> <laughs> even then, even then, play your percentages. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the uh, of the uh, rollout. I guess they were on the they were on the uh, the right hash, right. They're on the right hash. I'm also so the a big roll fan out to the short side is tough, but I'm a big fan. Of I like I like side. running to the short side. So yeah. when and when you have those two backs, who've been by the way gaining a lot of yards and tank, and you uh, let them cook. Falls forward, Bigsby. Uh, that is- well, that's the thing. If, if 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 they get stuff doing that, I have I don't have an issue with it. Doesn't bother yeah. me. You 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 danced with the girl who rung you. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um. But we'll see. Uh, Auburn Auburn fans should feel good about their team. This is not their year. I don't think they can really contend with the top levels of the SEC West, but this is not going to be that sort of rebuilding, culture-building sort of year. Auburn, they've recruited pretty well, and this is what happens when you do that. They've got a lot of talent. They're still a really good team. Um, And we'll see what they have to offer as the season goes uh, along. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Andy, we got to talk about uh, two defenses who had different types of days. Should we start with Georgia or Kentucky? Here, let's let's start with Georgia. Let's 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 say nice so things. I, 
I don't think anybody was panicking after the Clemson debacle. I think everybody knew Clemson had a really good defense. Debacle? They beat Clemson. It's they didn't score a touchdown, Andy. They did not score a touchdown. That's yeah, a problem. And their starting tight end was out. Their two best receivers were uh, out. You mean, don't, if you don't score a touchdown in a game and you think that you can win the national championship, that's a problem. It's 2021, Yeah, but you know Andy. those people are coming back, so you're not worried about but you, it. But you I, did not score a touchdown. That is a problem. That is a yeah. problem. I don't care who and you're playing or who the you're The reasons missing. why you didn't score the touchdown <laughs> were quite obvious. The defensive line you're playing against, by the way, nobody else has except you. True. There True. is no one with a better defensive line than Clemson <laughs> in the country except, except Georgia. I agree with so, you on this. So I, that's what – I. you know, you keep going back to it, but I don't care that they did not score a touchdown against Clemson. I because do. I do. They, they didn't have any weapons to score with. You still got to score. You gotta get, you gotta put some points on the board. Three points. No, you is don't. Not you do have it. to win that game, get uh, your people healthy, and then uh, go torture. And oh, by the way, have they played well on offense since? That's what we're getting into, Andy. They have. <laughs> they have. Even without uh, a healthy JT Daniels, we'll see if he can get right uh, heading into the cocktail party a little bit later this month. But Georgia, like I said, I think they've put some of that stuff to bed. I'm a big uh, Todd Munkin proponent. I think he's a really good offensive mind. I thought it was a really smart Wait, hire. I think JT Daniels is, is pretty right. He did throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, but he's still banged up. They don't like that. They don't like this oblique situation that he's in. They're pulling him late in the game. They're saying, well, we don't want to risk it. He's not He's not 100%. He's not, you know. Uh, they were winning 40 to 6. <laughs> I know, but they still, he's still, they don't like the health. It seems obvious that they're protecting him at this point. Of course. Uh, well, you don't sure. want to get him banged up when you're winning 40 to 6. I'm talking in general, though. In general. Either way. Uh, get him right. Get him back to 100%. But UAB is not a, a walkover team. They're yeah. better than people think, and their strength is their defense. Stetson Bennett lit them on fire. South Carolina, you're still an SEC team. You know they're, they're in year one. They've got their own issues, but Georgia, they're making it look really easy, uh, and that is a really, really good sign uh, moving forward uh, for the Bulldogs. I was, uh, I've been surprised at how easy they've made it look the last couple weeks, and you know, I think, like you said, part of that is getting healthy. Getting guys back on the field. Part of that part is of that's not, not having playing healthy Clemson. players and not playing Georgia's or Clemson's <laughs> defensive line. Yes, yeah, all things that help. All things that help. Uh, but I think we'll see. I, I, I'm still not sure that Georgia is going to be able to score enough to win those games that they need to win to be who they want to be. If they got to beat Florida, they got to beat Alabama and do those things. I mean, you're you're the you're Georgia's national champion guy, right? This is still. Yeah. Are you still riding that horse? Oh, yeah. You're still riding that horse. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see. I am not. I, with I, you. I am. I am much less certain about the game in Jacksonville now. Yeah. yeah. Because because that I do, feels like a coin flip like, to me. Seeing seeing Florida establish an identity like that is is something I wasn't sure how long it would take them to do, and would they be able to do it with Emory Jones, or would they have to switch to Anthony Richardson or try? Now they can they can be what they want to be with Emory Jones, and then when it, when you get Anthony Richardson healthy and you bring him back into the mix. Then you, he becomes that X factor where you can do a bunch of different things. So yeah, that, I, I'm my confidence in Florida against Georgia much higher now. But Georgia still seems like the more complete, more well-rounded team because I'll take Georgia's defense over Florida's defense any day. Yeah, yeah. Andy, am I naive to shrug off Kentucky's disaster uh, against Chattanooga? Three turnovers, I think, are the biggest culprit there. The defense is an issue for Kentucky, but offensively. I'm just saying, ah, we saw them do it against Missouri. I don't think they're really getting that fired up for Chattanooga. I'm just not that concerned. I've I've seen enough from them to believe. Am I naive? I don't think you're naive. I just think, I think we need to understand where this, where this team's ceiling is. Mm -hmm. This is pretty similar to the Benny Snell, Josh Allen team, which it could be a really good Kentucky team. But remember what happened when that team played Georgia with the SEC East on the line? It just—it wasn't even close. Yeah, and I think that that may be the situation here. We'll get a really good idea when when that team plays Florida in a couple of weeks. So they've got South Carolina, which is a game they should win, and and should win fairly easily. And then if they don't, then you know it's probably going to be a slog as they play the better teams the rest of their schedule. But 
that that Florida game where Florida comes to Lexington, that's a, a kind of a trappy game for Florida. That's the one. If they want to shock the world, they need to do it right there. Mm-hmm. But it that may not be the case. I mean, Florida may be too good, it, you know, because Kentucky. You're right. The defense is not as good as it has been. And this is one. It, if the defense were as good as it was the last two years with this offense, we might be talking about them as a dark horse SEC East yeah. title candidate. The the but defense not, has, has quietly been the defense has quietly been really unimpressive. Uh, not what we've seen from Kentucky the last year or two, um, and that's going to be a problem. Like to be honest, the defense <laughs> the last year or two didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> Also true. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a problem for Kentucky, like you said, that it's going to limit their ceiling. Um, but we'll see. Uh, maybe they snap out of it. Uh, Andy, quite a week in the SEC. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, – it's, it's like I said, I, I feel like the whole thing sort of just looks different um, when Alabama looks a little bit more uh, human. Mortal. Yeah, I think, and like I said, I think it has been bad for the sport how much better they've been than everybody else. Um, you know, I think some people would disagree with that, but it, it, it's just not been as entertaining. I, I, I am not the, I, I've been beating the drum for a long time that college football is not about who wins the national championship every year. That's like, that is a factor. That is not the only factor in the sport. The entire conversation around the sport can't evolve around or can't revolve around that. But it's still probably the biggest conversation. And when there's doubt in that conversation, I think it's good for the game. And uh, you know, Alabama's still the best team in the country. They're still a beast. They're still going to blow a lot of teams out. But they're not going to win every playoff game by thirty points and walk to the SEC championship. That's he's that's a man. Not he's not a machine. <laughs> he's a man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andy, quickly before we go out, a look ahead to next week. Um, in Five what, SEC games next week. In what cruel way is Texas A&M going to beat Arkansas this year in Dallas? <laughs> it is. It, it does seem like there was a stretch of about five years where Arkansas played out of its shoes against, Texas, against a better Texas A&M team. Mm-hmm. And came like a gnat's eyelash away from winning, and some awful thing would happen. Right <laughs> we almost saw a walk off safety in the NFL this week. Maybe maybe A and M can finish the job with their defensive front. We'll see. Uh, yes, I'm excited for that ball game. What what uh, what what game stands out to you, Andy? Besides the uh, the Jerry Jones Bowl uh, down there in Dallas, are you most excited for? Do you want to steal LSU LSU Mississippi State? I I, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting because I want to see. How does Mississippi State bounce back from losing a game that that basically was stolen from them by a bad call? And then is LSU better? Did LSU mm-hmm. use these two weeks to correct the issues that, that plagued them during that first game? Because as we discussed, the road after that only gets harder. And yeah. if they're not if they're not getting better, then it, it's going to be a weird, a really weird year for them in Baton Rouge. But that they're going to Starkville and it seems like the, their trips to Starkville are, are kind of watershed events. I mean, in, in 2017, they had, I think, three healthy defensive linemen just got destroyed, and you kind of saw how far they needed to go in the trenches. 2019, they sort of announced their presence to the world, and now we sort of see who the, who the real LSU is. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a fun, fun game to find out with. Kentucky complaints about being ranked. Ring a little hollow after the Chattanooga game. A little nervous for them to go to South Carolina. No, I'm, I'm not. Because I, they, I am too. I think they had the clunker. Bad. Yeah, I think I think if they hadn't had the clunker, if they just breezed through Chattanooga, then then maybe South Carolina surprises them or or they come in overconfident. They won't come in overconfident now. They they realize, yeah. oh shoot, anybody can beat us. So let's not let that happen. And they're, they're a better team. They should control the ball, control the clock. I think Kentucky should win this game. And Andy, we've talked about four games for next week, and we have not talked about Tennessee, Florida. <laughs> a sad state of affairs for the the once proud rivalry. Is it, is it? It's. But here's the thing: when was it a? When was it last a proud rivalry? Twenty years ago. <laughs> Fifteen yeah, years ago. In, 
Tennessee won in 2016, and before that hadn't won since 2004. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's even a rivalry at this point. Tennessee's got to win some to make that a rivalry. Any chance we see a letdown from Florida in that ball game? Yes. There's. I mean, that, that that's the thing. This is a. a it's not a. It's not a super old Florida team. Mm-hmm. You know, they were old last year. This group could essentially get full of themselves after being told, "Oh, you should have beaten Alabama." I don't think they will. I think. I actually think losing the game will ensure that they don't. Mm-hmm. That, that they don't say, "Oh, well, we're good. We're great. You know, we should be able to just roll over everybody in, until we get to Georgia." I don't think they're going to feel that way because they did lose the game. You know, yeah. I, I guarantee you it stings because it, it wasn't a case where they they played their best and lost to a superior opponent. They made many, many mistakes that if one of them goes differently, they win. And yeah. so I think I think they'll be ready to play. I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like a 14, 10 the end of the first quarter, you know, midway through the second quarter mm-hmm. sort of thing where Florida's like, I, yeah, but I, 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 I just think that. Florida, that, def- that offensive front and Tennessee, they're just, their defensive line has left a lot to be desired. I, I don't think they can hang with them uh, or keep it really close for 60 minutes. Yeah. So we'll see yeah, that. That, that running game is, that will travel. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee may hit a couple, couple bombs early. Yeah. But Florida just kind of wears them down. Yeah, more likely they'll probably overthrow some bombs. We'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, maybe a couple <laughs> overthrows. We'll see. Thank you guys for listening. That has been this week's episode of Football and Grits. Uh, again, we're here every Monday. Make sure uh, to subscribe to the Andy Staples and Friends feed. We have new shows every single day. You can uh, hear Andy uh, come close to committing involuntary manslaughter on Ari Wasserman every week on his his Friday show, his Friday pick show. Uh, we've got Power Hour. We've got One uh, One True Pod, um, our Big 12 pod. Uh, check it out. We've got great stuff every single week. Uh, our our uh, new Stars Matter recruiting podcast. Whatever you want, it's on the Andy Staples and Friends feed. So make sure to subscribe. And we're here every Monday talking the SEC. So make sure to have that delivered directly to your device. I am your host, David Ubbin. For Andy Staples, that's it for this week. We'll see you again next Monday. Thanks for tuning in.